Oh my god. Let's oh. go! We got ourselves a series, although I, I think. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Losers Lounge. Denver Nuggets fall, despite Nikola Jokic's career-high 53 points on 30 shots. 129-124. Devin Booker goes scorched earth. Kevin Durant goes scorched earth. Landry Shamit, scorched earth somehow. Uh, actually, not somehow. I'm actually not too surprised by it. Um, and then, of course, a crazy moment where main character uh, Matt Ishbia... Most notably known earlier this week for making fun of Dan Gilbert in the week his son died. Yeah. Uh, gets into a physical altercation with Nikola Jokic, tries to steal the ball from him. Jokic gives him a shove, and now it's possible that Jokic might get suspended for the game. Ishbia not thrown out of the game, by the way. Still courtside the entire game. Uh, so there's no shortage of things to talk about. I got Brendan Vote here. Plenty to talk about. I don't expect this to be uh, the easiest pill to swallow. 2-2 going back to Denver. We got a, we got a series now, fellas. The basketball, but look, the basketball part of this was great. This was an unbelievable yeah, game with game. incredible shot making. I hate, this might have been the best game of the playoffs from a watching standpoint, or at least one of them, and I hate that it is not going to be about that at all. It's going to be about a main character billionaire owner who just arrived on the scene, but we'll get to it. Over here, I got D-line. Yeah, guys. Uh, deflating, but, you know. Teams are supposed to win on their home court. Teams are supposed to win on their home court. The Nuggets, again, in a position to uh, take a game that showed what it looks like when your role players are able to step up and actually contribute like they did for the Suns and they didn't for the Nuggets. Over there, I got Superstar Dev. Tough, tough questions. Um, very uncharacteristic type game um, <laughs> for the Nuggets. That one was a weird one. Was a weird one, man. There's a lot. Honestly, this show might be a couple hours. I'm going to try to fly through this fast breakdown because there's so much to get to. Very first play of the game, three offensive rebounds for DeAndre Ayton. Opening play, he gets three. they get three chances. So and you wonder, Ayton, been the center of attention a lot this year, you know, or a lot in this series. Not trying hard, team not really trusting him. He got those plays. They still didn't trust him. They went with Jock Landell <laughs> down the stretch. But at least he played, well, at least made some gave things. the image that they trusted. He him. actually made the biggest play of the game in the hold of Jokic on the jump ball that, that <laughs> they ended up winning. Incredible. Um, MPJ was everywhere on the boards early. He really was all game, but especially early, he was grabbing some boards. And Michael Malone drew up out of a timeout. I'm always curious out of a timeout what you draw up. He, early on, first timeout, draws up a play for Michael Porter. Um, Aaron Gordon got two fouls on him. I thought tough ones. I mean, it was just called very, very tightly early on. The game was. Might be why there was such crazy scoring going on. But Nuggets opened up a nine-point lead early on. Things were looking really good. Then two fouls on Jokic. Jokic missed a couple. Of, it's funny to think. Early on, Jokic missed bunnies. Do you remember that? He missed some bunnies early on, and we're like, what's wrong with Yoke? Nothing after that moment. And then the bench completely blows it. We're going to get to this. I have a lot to say. Guys, I'm going to have a lot to say today. We're going to get to it, but the bench now two times in a row has been an absolute disaster. An absolute disaster. 34-32 Nuggets. Felt like they should have been up 6-7. They're up 2. Then the bench blows it even more. Rage timeout from Michael Malone. Nuggets lost the lead. Uh, and then Booker started to cook. That second quarter, Booker absolutely caught fire. I don't know how many he made in a row. Probably eight. Uh, but thankfully, Jokic came in and went toe-to-toe -to -toe with him for the yep. rest of the quarter. Matching shots back and forth, back and forth. Jokic was just into it. Then the incident, 
Ball goes out of bounds. Matt Ishbia, the billionaire owner of the Phoenix Suns, new owner, just came in because the NBA forced out Robert Sarver, put him in, grabs the ball, and then is playing keep away from Yoke. Thing is, the crowd egging him on. Jokic reaches for it. He reaps it around, and then it's kind of like taunting him. Jokic gives a little bit of one of these to him, like this. Ishbia goes like he just got knocked out. He you know, flies into the stands, and we have to figure out. We go to the monitor. Technical foul on Nikola Jokic. Matt Ishbia not thrown out of the game, by the way, maintains his seat on the court. Another fan randomly is thrown out for shoving for shoving him. First of all, here's a quick uh, – we'll get to it later. We'll get to it later. Um, and so 63-61 Phoenix Suns going into the half. Second half, Jokic extremely aggressive, scoring at will. He looked like he played this game like he was on a mission. Absolutely cooking. Then nobody was missing. Booker, KD, Jokic, didn't matter. That third quarter was one for the record books in terms of shot making. One of the best shot making quarters I've ever seen from two teams. Not from one guy, not from two guys, just the shot making in general. But they get a a three-pointer at the buzzer. We're not at the buzzer. The last 10 seconds, Booker hits a three, uh, contested three to go up 98-92. An absolute killer last possession. No Jokic to start the fourth, which I didn't love from Malone. It felt like a game you just ride him, play the whole minutes, but no. Four fouls on Booker, four fouls on Kevin Durant. Jokic comes back in down four, so the bench actually held a little bit there. But here's the thing that happened in this game, and I'm going to talk about why. The Suns go to an all-shooting lineup with Landry Shamit in the corner. Landry Shamit, he's a shooter. He gets high streaky, but he's a shooter. He goes to the corner. The rest of the quarter, Nuggets double scheme that had great success in game two, holding the Phoenix Suns to 87 points. Everybody praised what a good job it was, and it was. In game three, they started to figure it out a little bit, and in game four, they knew exactly how they wanted to attack it. Drag the defense as far as they could over, swing it or skip pass if you can, and force those rotations to go all the way to the corner. And the thing here is, Booker was on fire, KD was on fire. I'm not sure there was a much better option on the fly you want to force the ball but giving wide open shots to a three-point shooter when i'm telling you the suns practiced that exact moment the sun said here's what's going to happen here's what they're going to do that's where the shot's going to come down to it's going to be you in the corners landry shamit and you got to step up tj warren hit one too and they did it over and over and over again i think he had three or four threes in the fourth quarter in clutch time in a row. Murray hit it. I was out of it. I thought it was like nine points. I was like, the game is over. Maybe it was eight. Murray come down, hit a tough three. Jokic gets a steal. AG dunk. So I was like, man, the game's over. Game's not over. We're back in it. Um, AG also got a tip dunk on one of the rare Jokic misses. Jokic, that miss, by the way, like, honestly, if it was a different time of year, the gravity would have been different and the <laughs> shot would have gone in. That's how close of a shot it was. But AG had the tip dunk. Um, and then KD gets free throws. Murray hit a jumper. Biggest play, out of bounds. Suns down three. Called Suns ball, although so Denver has to use their challenge. But I got to tell you, that was obviously out on DeAndre Ayton. It's kind no. of a – sometimes it's like, all right, well, you have a challenge, call it. And sometimes it's like, come on, man. I know. Like, why, don't make us burn our – Burn challenges. a challenge and a timeout on a play that was so clearly out on, on DeAndre Ayton. Nuggets win the challenge. 45 seconds left, down three. And what do we get? A jump ball. Jokic just fumbled the ball. On a dri- I will say they went to the two-man game like three times in a row. Fourth time it fumbled the ball. Jump ball. On the jump ball, Aiton got away with a little bit of a tug on Jokic. Not called. Real slow motion replay shows it. Um, and the Suns pull away. Jokic did miss a layup, a left-handed layup that would have, I think, cut it to three. But at that point, it was kind of over. All right. Long recap, but those were the Woo! beats. Dev, what's your big takeaway? My big takeaway is... Um, I feel like the best of coaches are about counter punches. I do think that Malone had some good good decisions in game one and two. 
games three and four, not great decisions. And this was a game that I feel like Denver got out coached. Um, I do think that there were adjustments made. I think there were the wrong adjustments. Um, so my biggest takeaway was uh, Malone let this one get away. Man, I have a lot to say about Michael Malone today. I think this is the first game where I'm a little a little disappointed, but I have an exact exact take on it. But here you go, D-line. <sighs> Nikola Jokic is so goddamn good. He is so incredible. He is He can almost, almost, almost put an entire team on his back and get them over the finish line against unreal shooting from KD, from Devin Booker, from just an uh, unrelenting attack that we saw from the Phoenix Suns. We saw the Phoenix Suns, like I was saying, we saw their role players step up like role players do in their home arenas during during the playoffs, and it was still w- right there because Nikola Jokic is that goddamn good. It, it's frustrating. It's always the thing, like, when Jokic has his best games, his highest scoring games, it's always because somebody, like, nobody else is going along with him in the scoring, and that was unfortunately the story tonight too. I mean, Jamal was okay at times. I don't think anyone would say he had a great game. MPJ was okay at times. I don't think anyone would say he had a great game. Jokic is just that guy, man. Um, you, a lot of this is like what you expect to see out of the Phoenix Suns. I'm hoping, you know, in the course of a playoff series, like you expect to see punch, counter punch, punch, counter punch. We can see what Malone and, and company are able to do when they go back and they can kind of analyze the tape, see the things that we're talking about, make the adjustment there. But, I mean, I'm, I'm bummed, but I'm not discouraged yeah. after that game. Yeah, for sure. What about you? I've got a couple. Try to go quick with them. The max, other Matt's contract guys have to be better. The Jamal stuff is well litigated. He ended up with an efficient night. So I'm going to go to the other guy because I'm so quick to give Porter credit. I've got to keep it real. He's got to hit those shots. You can't be... Landry Shamit was a better three-point threat than Michael Porter Jr. was tonight. That can't be the case. I thought some of his defense was good. The rebounding was good. But he's got to hit those shots. That's what he's there for. Um, And then, obviously, I think Murray hit some of the shots tonight. I still think there's plenty to talk about with a lot of the dribbling. I do want to say, though, especially because this series is in Phoenix. And so I think right now, and this is second straight game, as you pointed out, where all the starters are in the positive, except for KCP, and all the benches in the negative. And Not just the negative. Minus 16 Jeff Green in 20 minutes. Minus 11 Bruce Brown in 20 minutes. Minus 10 Christian Brown in 8 minutes. And a, a damning level. Like We've seen this so many times. You can't be that negative. And, and look, it's not just this simple. The role players do play better at home, worse on yeah, the road. Phoenix's yeah. role players have played better in Phoenix. Denver's worse in Phoenix. But it's also the responsibility, I think, of the coach to try to figure out why those minutes have gone so drastically different. And maybe some of it is the, the you know, what the Jock Landell thing has done to the, the geometry of the court. But the bottom line is, like, they lost the Jokic minutes for the second time in the playoffs, and it was these two games, and now they're back 2-2 in Denver. They won the Jokic minutes, you're saying. I'm sorry, the, plus non, one. the non-Jokic yeah, yeah, non, minutes. Non-Jokic you, thank minutes. Thank you, thank you. Um, you're right. They've lost both games where Jokic... The non-Jokic minutes uh, cost him. Um, here's my here's my thing on on this. It's a little bit a little bit long-winded. Coming into the series, when we were talking about what were going to be the, the the ebbs and flows, I thought Phoenix shouldn't go to their defensive lineups. They should go to their offensive ones because I don't think their defensive lineups are going to work against Denver. And I think their offensive ones will put Denver in such a bind that they're going to have a hard time, and it might come to a, a shootout, which is what we had tonight, a shootout that they outgunned Denver. 
two superstars to one and a half, basically, is kind of how it came down to tonight. The thing early in this playoffs, Denver's had a good defense, and their defensive rating has been great. And the number one thing has been, is it real? Can we trust it? And the reason I have said I'm not ready to trust the defense <coughs> is because Denver was getting away with compromised things. They were able to basically not guard a guy, double-team hard, force the ball out, and we'll see what happens. Tonight was an example of, hey, when you do that and they're not compromised, yeah. you get absolutely killed. And this takes me to my second point. So right now, the Denver defense, to, I mean, has – I don't want to call it a gimmick, but they were doing something that was – you know, you, you close one door and open up another, and we'll see if they can figure out how to go through it. They figured it out. But I think they figured it out in game three. And the Nuggets didn't adjust to it tonight – one of Malone, like a Maloneism, a Malone maxim or axiom is if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yep. The team can have a win and do something terrible that was so clear is wrong. And, you know, Malone will be like, yeah, but we won. So right. let's just do this or that. I think that's what happened with game three. Game two, the scheme worked great. Game three, it started to not work and they lost. And you could talk yourself into, yeah, but they could have won. And tonight was, no, that's going to cost you. This is like too easy for them now. And you have to adjust. And then I know I'm talking a lot here. But the third rail of this is Jeff Green has been great in the playoffs until he wasn't. Yep. Just like there is a close one door but open another, with Jeff Green, the switchability, the length, these things provide you value. But the thing he sucks at is guarding the interior and rebounding. They put in Jock Landale, by no means a superstar, but a guy capable of doing it. And I'm worried that Denver doesn't have an adjustment because all year Malone has had his guy Jeff Green I don't know that you can trust Vlaco Chanchar in the spot. Zeke Naji, guys that are designed to be able to do this, but has Denver really ever gone to him? I fear we're at a part right now where Malone only had eight guys he trusts, and now you need to pick one of the guys from the not-trust pile. To me, that's that's where I'm a little bit concerned. Yeah, with the Jock Landale um, you know, decision, I'm not – I didn't watch the Suns much this year, but I didn't hear a whole bunch about Jock Landale. So one coach is making a decision – to give it a try, another guy a try off the bench to see if it worked. Like, that's an adjustment. Yep. I feel like Denver should also do that. Jeff Green has not given you a lot. So there are guys. You can give Vlatko a chance. You can give Zeke Naji opportunities. Everybody's, you know, clamoring for Peyton Watson right now. It's just other guys that get the opportunity to stand mm -hmm. up. You're not going to get that by going with the same thing that is not working. You said if it's not broke, don't fix it. Well, it's been broke. Yeah, broke so yeah. you do right. have to fix yeah. it. I think we're there now. So this was a, a, you know, you talked about not rebounding, not defending. Guess what he's asked to do in this series specifically? You know, rebound, rebound, rebound and defend yeah. one of two of the best scores in, in, in the NBA right now. So, like, this is maybe not a series for Jeff Green. And that was way too many uh, minutes for him. And it's biting him in the ass. And this is the thing. Jock Landale played 900 minutes this year. Vlaco Chanchar, 900 minutes. Bones Highland, 820 for reference. Yeah, Naji, 750. I think so. it's worth a shot. Well, but here's the problem. We know the team doesn't trust these guys because they haven't played them. Like, they haven't played all year. And I just look at it and I go, I have no faith in Jeff Green being able to go to war with Jock Landale. That's not the type of player that he's, like, good against. And that's my concern is this feels like... One of the things that I criticize Malone most for, the chickens coming home to roost, where it's like, now you got to trust a guy that you haven't trusted all year. Tough luck, man. Tough luck. Or trust Jeff Green to, to be better I mean, at this. Yeah, and, and, you know, I, I'm, like, down for an adjustment, too. It is also okay to just be like, dude, and I don't know if it's going to happen, so that's why you have to look at the adjustment. So these guys got to play better, man. I mean, I don't understand 
What? Whatever. It's easy to talk too much about Jeff Green, but this is the second game in a row where they got crushed in the best bench minutes. Crushed. And for as transcendent as Booker has been, am I wrong? Is Jokic outscoring him in this series? He is, yeah. And, Crazy. By like one point. And in these so. two games here, the Nuggets starters won their minutes. And I know it's not always as simple as plus minus, but there's a pretty obvious story staring you in the face here in Phoenix. The bench just wasn't good enough. Um, the lineups weren't good enough. And I think Malone and his staff have to examine that. Um, and then also just like X amount of players have to play better. Sorry, D-Line, I didn't mean to. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, that, that like when you take a step back and really look at it, that is the series so far as it's the adjustments of the bench. Like the Phoenix Suns scored four points off their bench in game two, and they made wholesale changes. They brought in guys that they yep. didn't trust all year, the guys that hadn't played in the playoffs. Um, so I, it's not like an unthinkable thing to do, like even though Malone has sort of like made it clear uh, which guys he trusts, which guys he doesn't. You know, we're not asking for a ton out of these bench units. You know, right. we're just asking for, even if it's not scoring, the real hallmark of the bench during the year was like, all right, or when they were playing at their best, it was like, all right, they can't score, but they can defend. And like right now, they're not really doing anything. They're just sort of taking up time and not even enough time because then Jokic still has to play 40 minutes. So the thing about benches is in the playoffs it's all about versatility this is why the suns like bench what is it at the moment it's jock landale for sure landry shaman after tonight yep. i think he's TJ like in warren. there tj warren sure but terrence ross had some moments tj yep, warren has some moments. it's like hey what does the situation call for it's not is this guy better than the other it's what does the situation call for and right now i just again i'm i'm gonna say this because I don't one. I don't think Denver makes a play a player adjustment. But two, if they did, do I really have confidence that Zeke Naji, who's played like fifty minutes in the last three months, do I have confidence he's going to go out there and all of a sudden shut down a lineup that features Kevin Durant, Jock Land? I mean, he's not even a good rebounder himself, but he hasn't played and he doesn't have the trust. Do I trust Vlaco Chanchar? Same thing. Like those guys have not been pl- have playing all year, and now you get to a situation where you need something a little bit different than what these guys are called for, and I'm. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, I mean, just to rebuttal that, I don't, I'm not gonna, because I don't think that it's just trusted. But also, as a scout or a coach of the other team, you know what Jeff Green, Jeff Green right, brings yeah. to you, so you know how to attack those very, very, you know, blatant things. So it's more about these are guys that at least they're live wires. At least you have to, you know, adjust them to fly. There's some things, that, you know, a component of okay, we don't really know these guys. We don't know how to, um, you know adjust to these guys they don't have the same type of film jeff green is what he is so adding in those new pieces you know you just talked about their bench those are guys that haven't played a lot of minutes this year tj warren and even terrence ross those were mid-series changes those are mid-series adjustments yeah because something was not working monty williams was like okay well what's the worst that can happen let's go throw these other guys in because we're not able to score we went with an all defensive lineup in the defense you know, didn't get better. So right now, I think the answer is, what is Jeff Green doing that makes you want to keep him out there? Why not try someone else? Right. Uh, what is That's the only thing. Even if it is a risk, what are you risking? Like, he, yeah. he goes minus 16, Zeke, you know? Right. And it's well, not, I mean, maybe. <laughs> sure, but then he's matched Jeff's effort. I just, if there was a thing Jeff was doing, but he's not defending well, he's not rebounding. Uh, maybe it gets better when they come back to Denver. You know, this series has gone pretty dramatically. Well, Denver was a little closer on the road, but the home teams, other guys have looked better at yep. home so far, and that's that's a big part of it. Yeah. So, like, home home court advantage is everything in these series. It's everything. 
And that's why, like, when we talk about Landry Shamit making shots, maybe he makes those in Denver. I don't know. Maybe I will say having a lead helps. Role players, when they're trailing, it's just a little bit harder. And obviously being home helps. So we'll see if Denver can get into a position uh, where they can make maybe a few tweaks here or there. But then also, you know, outshoot them from the others in the, in the upcoming game. Let's take a break because there's so much more to get to, including Woo! can Denver stop Devin Booker? Is that like, are we punting on the idea that that might one day happen? We might have to. All righty. Illegal Pete's is the go-to spot for buddies, beer, and burritos. Whenever I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm kind of hungry, I'm kind of lonely, queso sounds delicious, but I also think I want a beer. Uh, I just go to Illegal Pete's. Sometimes I have to bring my own buds. Sometimes my buds are already there because they work down the street. And every time I go, the food is delicious. Also, it's patio season, man. If you're living in Denver, it's oh, springtime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you don't have an eye on a on an IPA and a patio. It doesn't have to be an IPA. Just a beer. Like, you're not a Denverite, man. This is this is the time. This is the vibe. Check out uh, Illegal Pizza's patios. Check out their house beer bucket. You and the whole crew. Five refreshing 16 ounces for 15 bucks. Check out Illegal Pizza, your go-to spot. For burritos, buddies, and beer. Let us also talk about Game Time, the hottest new ticketing app. Putting butts in seats. Nuggets fans, if you're trying to, the series is coming back to Denver. If you want to go, you want to be there supporting the fellas as they look to take control back of this series. Game Time is the easiest way to get yourself in the best seats for the best prices. Sometimes folks realize last second they're not going to go. They put them up on Game Time. That's where you come in. Grab those tickets, grab those seats, put your butts in them, fill ball arena, and go crazy. Plus, we're not just telling you this for fun. We're telling you this because they're our partner, and you get a code. Use promo code DMVR when you uh, make your first purchase. You're going to get $20 off those tickets. Again, use promo code DNVR at game time and leave a review, a five-star review. All right, All that's right, it. we back. Let's go. Um, Devin Booker, Jokic was incredible in this game. 53 points, 10 assists, 20 of 30 shooting. Devin Booker almost went toe-to-toe with him. Now, the numbers aren't don't pop quite as much, although they pop a lot. 36 points, 6 rebounds, 12 assists, 14 of 18 shooting. I got to say, I was impressed with Devin. I've been impressed with him this whole series. I was impressed with his shot-making all game because they were unbelievable. He is so completely unbothered by KCP, Bruce Brown, anybody they throw at him. He is so unbothered. But the thing I'm most impressed in, he had all those buckets, and in the fourth quarter, he knew exactly what it was. I said they had a strategy. I said the Suns were prepared for Denver's strategy. Man, if it were me and I had 36 points and had only missed four shots, I'd be jacking against the double team. Just be like, hey, man, I don't care. I got it going. He yeah. did not. He executed the game plan. Drag him out. Use your gravity. Get it out of your He wasn't even the one getting all the assists. He was just getting the ball out of his hands and doing what he had to do. Dev, can the Nuggets stop Devin Booker? Is there like a is there somebody that is there anything you can look at and say hey they got to do this? Um, absolutely, and I think that that's the worst part about it. And also, I think that that's why that is the adjustment that you don't make right now. He's in the last two games, he's 34, 43, and he's averaging ten assists. That's insane. That's insane. Let him go for his forty five. Let him go for his fifty, and then figure out everything else. They sent so many double teams and on top of that they're trying to double team from the the top of the of the key with Kevin Durant as the second guy which gives that open man and there goes an adjustment that Monty made is it's not it's not a uh, Josh Okogie in the corner anymore they right. put like you know they yeah, put right. yep, over yep, they yep. put another shots. shoot they could put Terrence Ross there like that's where you get you know punished but on an efficient guy that's scoring whenever he wants to and also making the right pass and decision um 
while being that efficient, there's nothing that you can do there. So you can see that one and try to bottle up everything else. You could give them different looks, and I think that that's what they should do. Give Brown a couple of extra minutes on them. Um, you know, give some new legs. Maybe you throw Watson out there just to give him some minutes, but yep. you also just let him go crazy and try to stop everything else. He's been impressive. Yeah, yeah it's frustrating. I mean, a lot of his uh, a lot of his buckets are coming in transition, like we talked about early on, and I don't even know how you defend those. Honestly, like they're in traffic. Like there there are guys there. He just he's just hit another level. He's just the. You know, to, to use a, a cliche, I love cliches. Like the the rim is just enormous, Tim. Right now, every time he shoots a three, you're like, "That's in." Lo and behold, it goes in. Um, Though I think the last three he made, kind of a heat check, running it down. The ball like barely touched the net. Yeah. The net was like, that's how you know a guy is like totally in flow, totally. And but I, I will just say this: like he seems invincible, and Kevin Durant seemed. Like, both of those guys were like, man. They're not going to miss a shot. And the Nuggets were right there, right there in hostile territory because Jokic is so much better than everybody else on the planet. Like this night that Booker had, uh, like Jokic had 20 more points than he did. I mean, he had like I, the other night Booker had more than him, though. I mean, they're they're literally I'm tied. Just saying, I think they're I'm one just, point my, different. My point is, is that like you talk like you could get into this thing where it feels like, oh, man, like what are you supposed to do about this guy? It's unstoppable. They have the same problem. They and have the same two. problem. But, but, that, but that kind of brings me to, it's a really easy to go full hindsight here, especially having not rewatched it. In game three, it was a little like, why is it just one-on-one for Booker? Where's the pressure? Where's the help? But when it comes where, it, like the situational part of it, it di- again, I am talking with 2020 hindsight, but in the fourth when Jokic had it, and that was essentially a one-possession game or, or flirting with a one-possession game, Make Booker and Durant hit pull-up threes. Don't give them wide-open threes, you know? That, yeah. to me, that it was the timing of when those doubles came where it was like, yeah, but Denver's going shot for shot. Just don't lose the math. Having said that, in game three, I was like, well, where's the pressure on Booker? This is a very Monday yeah, morning quarterback it. take. Is it? We said it, at, we said it earlier. No, no. I'm saying to, to, be, to be upset with the pressure tonight, like, I understand that it's a little bit... There's some um, damned if you do, damned if you don't, you know? Right. One of the times Shamit hit a three because someone stepped up to contest a Kevin Durant three, and right. that's not a bad decision. So, uh, but, I, but I am also looking at it in hindsight and wondering, at that point in the game, would it have been much smarter to make them beat you one-on-one? Um, but it's all easy to say after the fact. Um, all right, here's, here's the only thing I can think of with Devin Booker. He's playing a lot of minutes. These games, there's not a lot of rest going on. I've said it for two. I've said it actually for the entire series, but I've really hammered it this last bit. I don't think Denver can stop him. So you got to wear him out. You got to wear him out. He is in a zone right now. Give him heavy legs. I don't understand why Murray gets full court pressed every single play, physical, whatever, and Booker gets to slowly walk it up while Denver gets back. Look, KCP has not been effective enough in this series to treat him like a starter. I'm not saying you don't start him. I'm saying I think one of the reasons you don't pressure is because you're like, we got to save KCP. Yeah. Nope. KCP, Bruce, Christian, and maybe if you want to open it up and try, just try somebody else like a Peyton. Maybe you do. But those guys, to me, are expendable. Their energy is expendable. Yeah. They need to use up all of their energy to zap some of, of Devin Booker's. Right now... 
as great as he's playing, this series is not hard for him. It's 2-2. It's not like he's won everything, but it's not hard. You need to make it hard on him. Full court press him. Get physical with him. You yep. got some fouls to give. Get physical with him. Uh, I don't understand why Denver hasn't done that, but three games and five nights upcoming. Don't let him off the hook. Make him work hard yep. for it. Totally. To me, that's the adjustment. Um, all right, let's get into some of Denver's players here. So, obviously, Yoke. I mean, one thing I hate that's going to come out of this. 53 points. 53 points at career high. By the way. Four rebounds. Four rebounds a little. a little. I mean, there weren't many missed shots, man. There just Still, wasn't that many. Four re- rebounds. I've never seen that. There that was number. only 22 defensive rebounds in this one. And I think, and I mean, not to take away from Mike because I thought he was great. A lot of the early rebounds, I love Mike went in for him. Those were also, some of them were like, Yoke totally, just totally. grabbed it. But yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Again, doesn't take away from him. But, so I'm not worried. I don't think Yoke poorly rebounded tonight. Just nobody missed, man. This was a crazy game. But here's what I hate. His two career highs that he set in the playoffs both come in losses. And I hate that people are going to say the key to beating Denver is just to let Yoke get his. I don't think that's what happened tonight. I think Yoke just got his. Denver yep. couldn't get stops tonight is what could what happen. I agree with that. Um, is there anything else we have to say about Jokic's game outside of the shove? I mean, he was just remarkable, man. And it's you don't really see that from centers in them just in the modern game of the way Booker gets to be on ball and walk into his spots and find his spots. It's just so difficult and exhausting for a center to go shot for shot like that. Yeah. And he was there, man. He was there. He was incredible. Maybe if you're feeling really cynical, two to three possessions in the final five minutes, you go, that looked a little sloppy. But also, they're only in this game because he was god mode. Um, this was, on some level, it was... Uh, I want to get back to seeing Denver not needing this from Jokic. But it was a little bit of a, of a... Now, they lost this game, but a nice reminder that, like, oh, man, he can also just do that. If it comes down to him just to getting 50 up, he can just do that. But they need to win those games. They need to win those games, which they haven't done lately. Um, yeah, like... I mean, they didn't let Jokic get his. Jokic took his. Like, he started off a little... Like, I would love for Jokic to just kind of look at this game and just sort of, like, quietly reflect on the difference between when things weren't going well and they were like, and just come out and just start dominating from the beginning. They cannot stop Nikola Jokic. No one in the world can stop Nikola Jokic if he decides he wants to score. And, you know, I, it's always his preference to get everybody going, to get Murray going, to get MPJ going, to get the assists, to get the triple doubles. But like, do you I, not feel he did that tonight? I do. I, I, do feel he did that? Oh, okay. like in the in the beginning of the game, like I feel like we followed the standard Jokic strip script of getting everybody going. But I, I just want him to come out and just be like, you know what? Just it's me tonight. It's me. Well, I, like I'm going to score seventy. Like what are you what are you going to what like what are you going to do? You no one can stop this man if he's if he's motivated to score. In his last two games, he has eighty three points and twenty seven assists. <laughs> He's oh, averaging yeah. almost a four. He's a forty-eight seventeen or forty. What is that? What would that be? That's insane, know, it's, man. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it is insane. But I mean, 40, it's the aggression. Um, after the incident happened in the crowd, he just said he just turned on the switch. I'm just going to destroy every That's single it. time down. Um, and you do want to see that earlier, um, especially because this is a team that is. They're they're conceding like, hey, Jokic is going to get his. They really do think that it's okay if he goes for forty-five, goes for fifty. But he has to say, okay, then I'm going to go for 70. Yeah. I'm going to just outscore you by, my, by yourself if you're not going to send the double team and just take over in that way where other guys have to um, follow you. I think that 
Jokic was incredible in this game until the, the, the final stretch. You know, the, the, the last couple of possessions were not, you know, that great. He lost the yeah. ball. Um, you know, like there was the turnover, um, the jump ball that was forced and things like that. But if he just turns on from the, the, the opening tip, I think that he just he demands everyone else to follow him because right now no one else is helping him. No one else is following him. Not you want him to, to lead in that type of way. So I, I just want more of that. Yeah. I do. I mean, the aggressiveness, though, I'm so curious to see how he comes out in game five. You do expect your role players to make more shots, so maybe he's a little more pass heavy. I wonder if Phoenix adjusts their scheme. I think it would be smart of them to just because Yoke is showing he's up for the domination. But at the same time, I'm with you, Eric. I hope that the aggressiveness in quarters two and three was more than quarter one, yeah. even though I think he was aggressive. Just go right there right away. See what happens. Go, Draw man. fouls. Try to attack, uh, and, and you know what? Make them try to make them adjust. I mean, one thing is, Jock Landale. How many minutes did he get tonight? Because he, he's starting to play more Probably and more. Like Fifteen, twenty-one still. 21. It's still only you know, quote unquote, only twenty-one. Twenty-seven for eight, and you could put even more pressure on by foul, get drawing fouls. Make Landale come in early, mess up that rotation, and Yoke has the talent to do it. Um, let's go to Jamal Murray's game because it was a really weird one. 28 points, five rebounds, seven assists. He was 13 of 25, making a bunch of his last shots because he was inefficient up until the very end of the game. He hit some big ones Two. down the stretch. Yeah, this Dev, Dev, what do you? I will let Dev start on this one. Dev, what do you uh, make of Murray? I, I think honestly, I think that Murray has the toughest job. I do. Because you're trying to please so many people. You don't want him to score every single time. You don't want him right. to over-dribble. You, you know, you want him to run the two-man game. You want him to stagger with... I think that is just a lot that is asked for him. I do think that he needs to be better at reading different times of the game where you can um, get into the flow of, hey, this is my time to score. This is my time to take over. This is my time to attack the mismatch. And I think a lot of times he's overthinking, you know, every single decision where he feels it's my time. This was not a, a my time type of game. Your best player is going, he's scoring every single time down. When he's out of the game, that's when you take over. I think that that's where, you know, him not being a um, traditional point guard, that's where it becomes tough because he is best when he's scoring. Um, and he creates a lot of mismatches, especially without them having um, Chris Paul. Um, but there was a lot of high IQ plays in this game that he really just missed the ball on. Um, closeouts on defense. It was the defense for me that yeah. like he was having the, the toughest issues of just not reading it. There was like uh, times that they were sending the double team and he wasn't seeing it because he thought that he was just good enough to get that shot off. And you could do that when you have the energy, but he doesn't have the, the stamina. Um, he doesn't have the health um, you know, of these other guys. And also another guy that can create off the dribble as well with him. So um, I think that he just has to, to get better at reading what the defense is giving him. And I think that that's his biggest issue right now. I'm with you on the defense big time, especially down the stretch. Again, always have to rewatch, come up. You got a lot of thoughts. You only saw it so well. But it did feel like defensively is actually where. And then also the the bench minutes that he's playing. Where it's like, I don't think it's really easy for him to just create shots there. But he's got to knock down the open ones in those minutes, I think. Mostly, though. And I think Chat brought it up, and they're right. Like, Denver got their points tonight. They What they really struggled with was with defense. I think Murray was three of three down the stretch. Maybe it was a little sticky, but, like, I thought he was actually fine in that regard. He wasn't great defensively. Denver wasn't good defensively. And, you know, there's a lot to talk about offensively. Like, I, again, I didn't think Porter. Porter's got to hit those shots, all that stuff. But I think defense is really the story tonight for Jamal and the team. I thought early on he was a little too aggressive. Personally, yeah, yeah. I thought a little early on, but you're right that it settled in later. I mean, Yoke had it going. 
And I will say, Yoke had 53 points. He had 30 field goal attempts for the second time in the series, by the way, right? Didn't he have 30 the other day? Mm-hmm. I, I believe he had 30, or maybe I can't remember what game it was. It's not like Yoke's not taking shots. He's getting right. shots up. Um, but at the same time, there was a stretch early on where I was like, do you not see Jokic? Right. like, no, eight in a row, right. just go to Jokic again. Not, we don't yep. need the... First half, you're right. Jokic should have never not touched the ball in the second and third quarter. And there were a few where you're like, all right, somebody else heat-checked for Jokic, unfortunately. But Murray, to me, I'm with you. He has to be in better shape. Yeah. Devin Booker has not once looked tired. Jamal Murray looks tired almost every single quarter he's Six out there in the in, game. Dude. Six minutes Six in. Six minutes in, and I just it's the most frustrating thing about this. Devin Booker is smiling as he comes up and down the court. And again, some of this is Denver's not wearing Booker out. They are trying to wear Murray out. But at the same time, you need a little bit better. Let's take a break. We're going to have Harrison live from the arena. I can't wait to hear what Michael Malone had to say about the shove heard around the world or the elbow, whatever you want to call it. I can't wait to hear about it. Um, we're going to have to talk about it. It's going to be a tense 24 hours as we await Adam Silver and see if he wants to go full stern and, and determine the series via suspension, if that's what he chooses to do. The series is coming back to Colorado. Jokic and Murray are coming back to Colorado, which means once again, we'll have two premier two-man games. Bacchus and Shanker are the personal injury lawyers that are there to help you win money, and they're not going to charge you until they've won. If you've been hurt, they're there to help, and they win for Colorado families. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients for, well, I think it's been about 25 years now. And again, no fee while they work on your case. No fee unless they win their case, and they win money for you. They've got new offices now. They've got locations in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. And even if the Bacchus and the Shanker are tied up, well, it's manpower, baby. More than 30 lawyers and 100 people on staff. They're to make sure yeah, you get what blocks, you need. Man. Backus and Shaker helps with all kinds of injury cases when you weren't at fault, car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. You can even help if you're injured at work. Call them at 222-2222. Do you need that again? It's the number two. Call that number. Find out if you have a case for free. Backus and Shanker, they win. Shady Rays is pretty dope because uh, it's springtime, summertime. Sometimes life gets real bright, messes with your eyes. You're going to need some sunglasses. And may I humbly recommend getting them from Shady Rays, where right now, if you use code DNVR, you'll get 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. And it gets better than that. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange them for a new pair or return them free within 30 days. No risk when you shop. Also, let them know if you broke them or lost them. Uh, there's The Shady Rays team always has your back. Feel good, look good, feel comfortable, look comfortable in the summertime, in the sunshine. Get it done with Shady Rays. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Alrighty, back here. We got to get into this uh, this this thing here. Matt Ishby, a new owner here. Oh I'm going to break it down. This is my perspective on it, okay? First of all, this guy clearly has main character syndrome. I mean, he's everywhere right now. He's on the freaking Bill Simmons podcast. Yep. He's doing the circuit right now to make sure everybody knows what his name is. He's kind of a new Mark Cuban yep. in some ways with how much he is putting himself in front of the camera. But here's the thing. So... The ball goes out of bounds, and Jokic goes over to get it, trying to get the, the play a fast break. I can't remember who it was that runs into the crowd. A player you know, kind of goes. Jokic goes to take it from a fan. It's Matt Ishbia. And Ishbia pulls the ball away. Like, no, like, keep away. First of all, could is this like a thing? If we just think about this happening in insanity. a basketball game, we're already off to a no, this is insanity. It happens to be the goddamn owner of the Suns. But if a player would have gone to any, or if a fan would have gone to anyone else when the ball went out of bounds and the player went over to get it and said no, you come get it from me. It would have been insanity. 
Jokic then goes and tries to take it from him because he's trying to get the, the fast break, and he takes it out of his hands, and Ishbia slaps the ball out of Jokic's yep. hands and into the stands. We're at two offenses here from the goddamn owner. <laughs> that is absolutely absurd. Last Third, he gets his hand. There's the still image of it, or actually there's the video of it, but you can see the still image, where he actually puts his hands on Jokic. Jokic, who's standing there trying to get the ball, after he had slapped it out, puts his hands on him. Now, does he push him hard? Does he push him hard? I have no idea. But he puts his hand on him, and Jokic gives him one of these. The fact that this might wind up in a Jokic suspension to me is absolutely absurd. First of all, did he hurt him? Absolutely not. Then, if you want to talk about the real fallout from Matt Ishbia, the entire crowd, of course, loves it, right? They're cheering on their guy as he's going this. It is not crazy to say that it incited, I don't want to say incited a mob. That sounds like too incendiary. It's like <laughs> cartoonish. But the crowd got into it like, oh, we're yeah. doing this. Hell yeah. And then some other dipshit out of the crowd comes in and shoves Jokic. So we want to know, what was the fallout from whatever this happened? Whatever you want to say about Ishbia, it, in the minds of the people around him, gave them permission to get in on the act. So to me, we have three offenses from Ishbia, one from Jokic, and then one from the crowd around it that is coming in. I'm terrified that Adam Silver is going to think he has to. I mean, Adam Silver to me is the most, the, one of his yes. defining traits is that the mob influences him a lot. Yes. And I have a feeling he is going, he is, <laughs> I am going to be terrified for the next 24 hours while we wait for Adam Silver caving to the idea that he has to step in and suspend a player who's a two-time MVP and has 53 points in this game. I would agree with you if it happens. I will say I don't think it's going to happen. I think if anything, he'll probably get fined. I think it would be egregious to take no longer the bat-to-back, -back, but the two-time MVP off of the off the floor for that. I'm not saying it's a you know, something they wouldn't do, <laughs> you know, conceivably. I just don't expect it. I think it's going to be fine. Um, I would like to move on from it pretty quickly. The only thing I would say is it did seem like some of the reaction was like a little different this time, whereas we've been so pro player in all of these interactions, and maybe it's different when it's a big Serbian fella. I don't know, but I don't think he's going to get suspended. Um I really prefer to focus on the basketball of this, but I understand that this happened, and this is a talking point. Truly. Like, like Matt Ishbia should be, should say it's fine and move on. Like, he's been here for three weeks. That's what I'm saying. Like, he, like what are you doing, man? Like, it is, <laughs> I don't know. We're going to learn a lot about this guy. We're going to learn a lot if we have a Vince McMahon in the league. We're going to learn. Like, I cannot, when he... Like watching it again, the fact that he tried to deny the basketball to Nikola Jokic he and then it out knocked it hands. out of his hands is so unbelievable. To, I just can't even wrap my head around this. Let's like, just say, I mean, again, let's just say that this is Russell Westbrook or LeBron James. And let's just say this is some fan sitting courtside that not only won't give the ball to LeBron, but once LeBron takes it from him, knocks it out of his hand, and then puts his hand on LeBron like this. Are we talking about this the same way? No. Are we talking about it the same way? Honest to God. No. Even if it was still Jokic and it was just any other fan, it's the fact that it is the owner. That I don't changes know, man. I, I think so. Because really, like... They they back the they back the players when it comes to fan interaction every time they have. I mean, it. they kick that one fan out with the quickness. Exactly, the random guy. I mean, we'll find in out who same, he is in the same situ situation, like same scenario. But um, by the way, Isaiah Thomas sitting right there, very random. Like detail that Isaiah yeah, Thomas yeah. happens to be. Um, but also on top of that, like you said, that uh, he only had two offenses. Like the dude flopped. I could not believe <laughs> he it. He had a fourth he offense. He threw both of his yeah, hands. He should be getting a letter from the and league. And act like he was hurt. Even if you find him, which I do think it'll just be a fine. 
who does the money go to? Because like the I, league, again, he was not hurt in Ishbia. It really didn't do anything <laughs> to Ishbia. Like he 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 was the one that actually like initiated all of everything. Yeah, that's supposed to just be a like a fun experience. But really, what was his what was his plan? If if Jokic would have just sat there and he's just like saying that I'm not going to give you the ball. He's this is a guy that is in the play. Jokic is a player. He's supposed to have the ball. Yeah, man. You can't go home with the ball, so give him the ball. And also, Jokic does this every time. Yes. On every play. Like, it doesn't matter if it's a ref. It doesn't matter if it's a coach. He tries to speed it up. He grabs it out of the opposing guy's hand and just tries to play. It's not a just because it was him thing. This is this is who Jokic is. Well, also, it's a Tony Brothers, again, I think the leading tech giver to, to Nikola Jokic. I, this one is a little bit random of a situation, but Tony Brothers was asked, what led to him getting an unsportsmanlike technical foul instead of being ejected? And the answer was, I just deemed the technical foul the appropriate penalty for what happened over there. He didn't just run over and hit a fan. There was some engagement, so I deemed the fe- technical foul the appropriate penalty. What Tony Brothers is saying here, because this plays into how you analyze whether or not he should be suspended or not. Right. What goes into it is he's saying it was not unprovoked. Right. That's what he's saying. He didn't just go over there and shove him. It was not unprovoked. A fan provoked him. He responded the way he responded. And now, as you do try to weigh that, at least you can say that Tony Brothers in the moment understood that this was a fan provoking a player and a player, I would say, overreacting to the provo- provocation. Um, I don't know. I mean, we'll have to wait and see what's happened. I remember the Phoenix Suns, oddly enough, back in, I don't, was it 2004 or five? I don't remember. I think maybe five. The year of the step on the court, and you, the, the commentary afterward was yes, we have this rule that players can't step on the court, but the players that did in no way impacted the game. Um, and by the way, the offense, the offender was Robert Ori of the San Antonio Spurs, who hip checked Steve Nash into the sideline like a very dirty play. So it's similar in that. The person who made the worst move was on the other team, but the team that got suspended was the team that like mixed up on a tech- technicality. So that's one reason. That was a different uh, commissioner. That was David Stern. There was no one on earth that thought the Phoenix Suns did anything wrong in that moment, but they did end up getting multiple players suspended for a pivotal, I believe it was game five, just like this, a pivotal game that obviously not only changed the outcome of that series, but of the legacy of Steve Nash which obviously that was his best chance to go on and win a championship, suspended for a pivotal game. I think they won game six, too. They lost game and then win game six, so they like battled it back to the bitter end, but of course that one game cost them. We'll wait and see what happens, man. We're going to get Michael Malone from the arena here any moment. <laughs> um, and the I, quotes are good. The quotes are good. I can't wait to hear about it. He acknowledged it. Um, I can't. I mean, of course, you have to. Um, let's keep going around, though, here. KCP... He has been so good for the Nuggets all year, and he has been great in key moments. When they win, usually he steps up. This is two games in a row where his offense has been non-existent. Yep. Um, he has eight points tonight, does Ten. not make a three. He had two points last game, does not make a three. Um, how worried are we, Dev, about KCP? Pretty worried because this is a guy that you just relied on, especially for these type of moments in the playoffs. Um, he's a vet, and not only is, a, he's, is he a vet, He's a, a savvy veteran that has a championship from playing well. Um, you want to rely on him uh, defensively, and Devin Booker has been as efficient as he's ever been. Um, you want to rely on him shooting the ball. He can't make anything. Um, so it's like uh, a lot of the attention is going on, like Jeff Green, going on you know, different type of guys. But this is a guy that's a starter that is not holding his own, that is not playing to his caliber, and it's making it easy um, 
for you to be able to, you know, give Jamal so many different looks. He's not, you know, a guy that brings the ball up the court or can play, you know, guard. So now Jamal is extra tired, and I feel like at least do your job, and, and he's not doing his job right now. So I'm worried um, he's going to need a, a couple of threes in the next game for him, for me to, like, just feel okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not worried about him. Like, he's just – I didn't really think of him as a role player, but I'm, he's kind of showing himself to be. I, I thought he was a little bit more uh, well, reliable. If he gives defense, he's not a role player. He's a stopper. He's a stopper. I, I just He was great in the two games in Denver, and he was bad in the two games in Phoenix. And, um, you know, like, I think he'll probably be good next game. I, I It's just a, it's a bummer that we're not getting, um, you know, that defensive stopper that we were hoping that we would get out of KCP. That's what we've been looking for all year. That's what we've been looking for all the last several years. Like that fifth piece that can like, you know, if not Will Barton, then okay, KCP, the perfect guy to step in. He's rangy. He can do this and that. I mean, granted, he's going up against a guy who's about to, who's hot, hotter than I've ever seen him uh, in a Devin Booker. Um, some of it is just like Devin Booker's just making shots that no one could defend. But the fact that he's just not bringing anything on the offensive end is just so unexpected. But I, I don't see it continuing. I just think it's this is how it goes, man. I do think he was 5 of 7 tonight, I think. So two-point range was there. He had some layups and the 10 points. But it's almost like that feels KP, KCP's offense should be threes. You know, like you want to – here it comes. Get, get ready to drink, everyone. You want to win the math game, not lose it. And it's, it does almost feel like it's a waste to not be producing threes from KCP. Um, he only took the two tonight. He's got to hit him. So, but the bigger concern for me is he's just there's no way so far for him to impact this series defensively. He's yeah. getting torched by Booker. I don't blame him for this next part, but Durant looks at him and he's like, "I'm shooting this every time." If it's KCP, Durant is shooting, and I don't, I don't know that there are guys better equipped to do it. It's just more that that impact isn't there and hasn't been there in this series so far. And then you go, well, I, okay, well, I thought that was the exchange, you know, because offensively he's not a ball handler. He's not all these other things. And if he's not hitting his threes, you have to be able to say, well, at least he's defending really well. Um, easy to say from here, Booker would torch my ass, but he's not. He's not. Man, a quote from Devin Booker on the Matt, Matt <laughs> Ishbia incident. He says, he got us a point. He did his job. What a precedent to set. Hey, people sitting courtside, do your job. Do your job. Get points. Fans, fans in the stand, do your job. Get points for your team. Unbelievable. Honest to God, man. I'm this. I just feel like I'm taking crazy people. I saw um, people on the timeline saying, um, you know, talking about the Jokic incident or this or that, as if like, you know, you can't have this. What precedent would it right, set right, the NBA? Right, right. Players can just shove people. Players don't just shove people. No. Do your job. Do it. Do your job. Sitting courtside. Do your job. Get points for the Nuggets. <laughs> I'm serious. Piss, piss off the players. Like, do your job. This is insanity to me, man. Um, KCP, I think Devin Booker is proving to be, I mean, I had him. I mean, most people have him when you do, like, the player rankings. You have the S tier, of which KD is usually a part of. And then you maybe you have the A tier after that, which Devin Booker is like maybe down the list of guys. There's like maybe one or two. Damian Lillard, you know, you put him there. There, I am so impressed with what I see from Devin Booker, and quite frankly, I don't think KCP is up for the challenge. Here's one thing I'll say though: this is a league for wings, 
And the Nuggets, I think, default to going to power forwards and guards more, more and more. And this is one where as good as KCP is, you would love to have a wing that you could throw out there. The only ones you have right now are Christian Brown and then Peyton Watson. And I just don't see him getting into the game. Is, that, is there any world where you feel like that's an option, D-Line? Sorry, I'm, uh, the PHNX Suns account is trolling me. And I'm writing back, we're going to have a conversation about brand voice, guys. Uh, yeah, they suck at that. They're, you guys are terrible at this. Yeah. <laughs> Take a key, watch what we're doing, and reflect it. Like, yeah. <laughs> unbelievable. What did you say? <laughs> they almost have a 1,000 people watching. Good um, God. I said, I said it's uh, Peyton Watson. Is there any chance that you go to? I mean, he's the only wing. You're starting to think about where are the uh, options here. Yeah, man. I mean, like, listen. <laughs> There, a change needs to be made. Jeff Green has shown that he, we can't have a conversation. Like we can't count on him to be, uh, to give us what we need in these moments. Like when the bench comes in, we need defense. We need rebounding. That's not what Jeff Green is going to be giving you. I mean, Peyton Watson was a phenom at the end of the season. I don't know that you can so quickly turn to him in such big moments, but like. They got to try something. I mean, Zeke Naji, I think, has has deserved or has shown that he he played really well down the stretch. I mean, so did Vlatko Chancha. I mean, these are guys that they're not scrubs. I mean, they just, you know, like we have a, a an idea about an eight man rotation and that that's what it is. And it's like we just, we're seeing from the other side of the aisle that's like. Monty Williams brought in guys that weren't playing at all in the playoffs and it's working for them. So it's just like, okay, time to make an adjustment. Like sometimes you have a plan and then your plan needs to be changed. And then that's like that. This is, this is that it's time for that. Yeah. I don't think that it'll be uh Peyton Watson per se, but I think maybe more Christian Brown minutes um, just because he is in your circle of trust. I just don't think that throwing, um, a rookie that hasn't played much at all uh, it's, in a it's playoff almost, series. It's unfair to Peyton, It's man. unfair, and that's a tough ask of someone. But you do need something. You do need some type of changeup because KCP's on him, and he doesn't see him. KCP played a whole game with zero fouls on a guy that you need to be a little bit more f- physical on. Um, so there has to be some type of changeup that just makes Devin Booker work just a little bit. Yeah, let's take a break. On the other side, Harrison Wind is setting up uh, shop right now. I can't wait to hear what Jokic had to say about all tonight. Career night from Yoke. All righty, Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of DNVR. If you're trying to look fly on the course or even just around the city, get yourself hooked up with Pins and Aces. They've got shirts, hats, golf gear, beer sleeves, liquor sticks. Sounds like I made those last two up, but I didn't. Those are real products you can get from Pins and Aces, along with the amazing polos, hats, golf bags, all that stuff. Check out PinsandAces.com. Use code DNVR to receive 15% off your first order. You also get free shipping as well. So check out PinsandAces.com. But remember, use code DNVR. There are partners, there are friends, because they're family-owned golf and apparel business based right here in Colorado. That's our speed, fellas. That's our music. And uh uh-oh. I always love when I get to do a read for the first time. You guys know how ultra prepared I am. Golf Snake is making it possible to find tee times in Denver. It used to be impossible, but now it's the solution. Uh, calling dozens of courses and going to dozens of booking sites is annoying. That's why there's now one app where you can find every available tee time in Denver. This is actually pretty sick. 
Uh, it should be free to use in my... Oh, it is free to use. Oh. Cool. It's called Golf Snake. Built by a Denver native. He's annoyed, just as you are, of waiting, trying to find a tea time. We've all got busy lives, busy schedules. So just check out Golf Snake. Go to golfsnake.com or get Golf Snake in the App Store and access Places every cool. single tea time in Denver with one click, including including those coveted weekend morning tea times. Golf Snake. Every course in Denver. Easy, fast, and free. All right, let's go live to Footprint Arena. Footprint Apple got it right this time. Uh, let's go to Harrison Wynn. My God, Harrison, what a freaking game with a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm going to let you talk about everything you want to right now. Man, I don't even know where to start, to be honest. Like, this was an incredible game to watch. There was an incredible amount of drama that happened tonight. There were some incredible quotes and storylines to come out of this game um but this was an all-time classic historic Nikola Jokic performance and it feels like it was wasted because like my biggest takeaway walking out of my seat tonight was like the Suns had two special players and the Nuggets had one and that felt like the difference tonight but maybe the Suns had three special players if you want to count Landry Shamit. Special tonight. He definitely was special tonight. I mean, you were critical of Jamal on the timeline tonight. What? Just walk us through real quick your Jamal take from this game. I mean, I felt like Jokic could have had 70 points if he got the ball more in the first half. Like, Nikola Jokic was scoring so easily in this game, and every bucket that Jamal got and tried to get was so hard. It, it just seemed to me that, like, the offense was not centered around like Nikola Jokic from the start. It got there eventually, but I thought there was too much of Jamal Murray taking difficult shots that he really had to work for tonight. And um, Nikola Jokic was getting everything so easy. And that seemed very obvious from the start, at least to me. I mean, I thought he did settle in. I mean, Jokic obviously had big time second third quarters but you're right early on in this game it was pretty clear feed yoke he's gonna eat but um all right walk us through uh walk us through the locker room I, a lot of interesting things i have to imagine yeah for sure i mean the first thing i can report is jamal murray left the arena without talking to any media tonight um he was supposed to come to the podium but left the locker room before the media was in and did not come to the podium no way um, so- so I can, I can say, say that. that. Oh. Man, that's so disappointing. He pulled a Dylan Brooks. That's not good. That is, that is, no. I don't like that at all. Yeah, yeah. so that was a bummer. But um, there was a lot of interesting stuff to get to for sure. I mean, I think we can start with the Nicole Jokic, Matishbia incident. Um, Michael Malone was talking about it, and um, I'll read you his quote here. He was asked about the technical foul Jokic got, and he said, I think it's crazy that Nikola got a technical foul in that situation, going to get the ball, and some fan is holding on to the ball who wants to be a part of the game. Just give up the ball, man, Malone said. And then Malone was asked about that fan being the Suns' owner, and he said, I could give a shit who it is. Just got to give up the ball. Um, Aaron Gordon was talking about that situation. He said... Um, look, it's, it's just ridiculous. Joker was trying to get the ball. He was like wrestling the ball from Joker. 
that was just ridiculous. And then Nikola Jokic was obviously asked about it as well. He was asked about the explanation he got from referee Tony Brothers on that. And he said, he told me I was elbowing the fan, but the fan put his hands on me first. I thought the league is supposed to protect us, but maybe I'm wrong. And then he went on to say that he was just going to retrieve the ball because Josh Okoge was down and the Nuggets had a five-on-four opportunity. I mean, anybody who's ever watched Nikola Jokic in the Nuggets play knew that's what he was going for, the quick restart. Yeah, I mean, of course, Yoke does it all the time. By the way, he's also great yep. at it. Yep, yep. Um, so I don't know what's going to come of it. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the pool report, but Tony Brothers says in the pool report that Jokic deliberately gave him a shove and pushed him down. So that's why he was issued an unsportsmanlike technical foul. So I don't know what's going to come of it, but um, we'll see. Curious, though, it's hard to throw out an owner or to even remove him. But it is weird to think about if he saw the shove there, he clearly saw the other things that were going on that led up to that one. So I, no, did anybody ask him, do you know, about that part of it? Did anybody ask why wasn't the fan removed from his seat? Did anybody ask an owner, Tony Brothers that? Yeah. Um, no, that, that was not in the pool report. I mean, we know what the that. real answer is. That's the owner. You can't throw him out. Yeah. But I just want, I'm just curious if that's uh, going forward, if that's the acceptable behavior from fans in the sitting courtside, if that is like, hey, it's okay to do that. Just don't put a hand on him, but it's okay yeah. to do it. Well, I well, think I that's think that what Nicola was getting at when he said, I thought the league is supposed to protect us, but, but maybe I'm wrong. Like if the league was protecting the player in that scenario, yeah, the fan would have been tossed. This is why I brought up, you know, Westbrook or LeBron or this, because when these incidences happened before, by the way, to a lesser degree, because yep. there's that actual like tug of war with a ball or anything, it's usually just a fan getting a little rowdy or this or that. That's the storyline is always one of these fans, one of these days is going to do something. They're going to cross the line. One of these fans is going to make dangerous. And the league has to protect them. So I think Jokic is right That's, here. I'll say what is interesting, though, is as that was all going on, there. Nuggets assistant coaches were like out to half court pointing into that corner right over there, pointing at a fan, a couple fans that they thought should be ejected. Then Nuggets and Suns team security got together, went over there and ejected a fan, two fans. I don't know who, or I don't know how many, just one maybe, but it obviously wasn't the guy that Jokic got into the altercation with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, other than that, the locker room was, it was down, of course, but I wouldn't say discouraged. Um, Jeff Green had some good stuff to say about, like, we just got to take some accountability, everybody in this locker room. Um, Aaron Gordon said, look, we knew this was going to be a tough series. Uh, we knew we weren't going to them or anything. Um, Michael Porter had some interesting things to say, though. He said, look, we've got to make some adjustments on how we're guarding Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. He said, I think the Suns have kind of figured out what we're trying to do on both ends of the floor. Um, he said, look, we got to limit their easy points. Devin Booker's getting way too much in transition. And then he said, like, look, the Suns' strategy is to let Nicola score 51. They're, like, giving that up on purpose, he said. Um and then he was also asked, like, 
can they get more people involved? How do they do that? And Michael Porter said, I'm not going to answer that because I answered that a couple years ago and got a lot of shit for it. But then he did circle back and say, KCP should be getting more threes. I can work to get myself some easier looks. I'd like to hear that. I'd like to hear that. He definitely agrees that they can get others involved. Interesting. I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, he's not wrong about that. But one thing I will say is Denver had a 131.9 offensive rating tonight. The offense was not the problem. As much as I do think it sucks to be a player, the offense is not where this game is lost right now. Definitely. Um, And MPJ was talking just more about how the Suns are defending them. And he said, look, a lot of times they're staying home on me. But, you know, there's ways to get other people involved. He also said, I just missed some shots tonight. So I tried to impact the game in other areas. He said, it wasn't my night, and that's okay. Just got to find other ways to impact the game. And then um, Nicola, who (laughs) had 53 points tonight, um, he was asked about his night. He said, look, I was just making shots. I was attacking the paint. I don't know. It was just my night, I guess. Um, But that's really all he had to say. Obviously, he spoke a lot about just the incident with the fans. About the incident. What's that? How many questions was he asked about the incident, roughly? You know, was it one? Was it multiple? I think, I think three. three. Three questions. And then um, Nuggets, Nuggets PR said no more questions about it. But really I, I, think he an- I think he answered it. I think he gave us all, all the info he, he had. Well, I'm curious also just what was his general temperament at, for with this game? I mean, did he seem pretty down? No, no actually, actually. Not at, not at all. all. He, came he came to the podium, and he didn't have a box score in front of him, and he was asked about – how the Nuggets can defend the Suns better, and he joked that he couldn't give an explanation because he didn't have a box score in front of him. So he was he was in a fine mood after the game, to be honest. Yeah. Um, any other take? I mean, I know when we were around writers, everybody kind of, while we're waiting around after a game, everybody kind of gives their perspective. What's, what would you say? I know you're in Phoenix territory, but what has sort of the conversation been around the incident? What has the conversation been around the incident? I'm saying, are people calling for Jokic to be suspended? Are they calling for Ishbia to be kicked out? Are they calling for nothing? I think they're calling for nothing. Um, I think there is some concern about a potential suspension just among the media here. But I think most people are on the side of a fine, maybe. I don't know what really anybody thinks about Ishbia, but I, I think most people are on the side of just let it be. It is Man. It is what it is. It, it ran its course tonight. The Nuggets got punished tonight. They lost They lost a point. <laughs> yeah. So I think the I think the common, the general sentiment is just let it be. The league should let it be and not, like, suspend Nikola Jokic or anything. Well, Devin Booker put it this way. He said, Matt Ishbia did his job. He got us a point. I mean, <laughs> I guess. I mean, I doubt Matt Ishbia was thinking about that when he flopped. But also, just an insane precedent to send to send to an owner slash courtside fan. But um, Wind, I'm a little jealous of you. As much as this game was a bummer ending and had some real low moments, 
the shot making in this game was some of the best I've ever seen, and I can only imagine what it was like to be in the arena for it. I mean, I imagine really loud with Devin Booker and obviously later on Landry Shamit, but Jokic kind of going to task. I mean, we've been on the other end of games like that. Was there a nervous energy when Yoke's making six, seven, eight in a row? There was just an overall sense in the arena of like, there's nothing that Phoenix can do to stop him. Like on on some of those, you know, fourth quarter possessions, he'd score every time. Then, of course, they'd go to double him and he would, you know, drop off a couple passes to Jamal. And um, there was like a helpless feeling almost in the crowd. But then again, the Nuggets fans here also felt helpless when Devin Booker had the ball. Because some of those shots Devin Booker hit were ridiculous, like absolutely ridiculous. I mean, he was playing at such a level, and Kevin Durant in the second half was playing at such a level where Denver had to just leave Landry Shamit, who kept knocking down three after three wide open. So that's how it was. Denver scheme, though, that's by design. Suns, tip, tip your hat to them. They kind of figured it out and put the right guy in the right place and, did, and, yeah. and took advantage of it. So, And then hats it to Shamit, man. It's not easy to be a guy that doesn't play all the time, yep. doesn't take big shots ever. He got, I don't know how many, six, seven big shots tonight, and I think he went five of six. And, and, and just he missed like one. context that we know with our PHNX association, Phoenix fans were down on Landry Shamit. Right. You know, why is this guy here? Why He can't hit those shots. Why is he in the game? And he he knocked him down tonight, man. Yeah. Hey, man, uh, we we were clowning Landry Shamit in games one and two because Jamal Murray clowned him. You got to give Landry Shamit props hat. for hitting shots. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, Wynn, anything else? That's all I got, man. Um, I'll never forget this game. <laughs> I never will. I don't think you will either, man. Get back. Three-game series, 2-2. Two, two. See you see on Tuesday. Oh, man. Man, whoo! This is a crazy game. This is oh, man. This is a really crazy game, man. I can't. I honestly, this this is among. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the four overtime game against yeah. the Blazers. Yep. A game where you're like, we'll never see another game like this. We'll never see another one like this. The, the Nuggets playoff runs, even the ones that were profoundly disappointing, anything but quiet. <laughs> three one comebacks. Anything but boring. They're just they go seven. They come back three one. There's a sixteen overtime game. The owner gets involved in an altercation. I know. There's like there's like always a novelty game thrown in. This is like <laughs> one novelty one, game. This per is like series. a novelty game. This is an insane game. This yeah. is. I mean, you know, the craziest part for us is that we have to talk about this in the heat of the moment, right yeah, after yeah, these games happen. That was an unbelievable basketball game, like. I don't know that I'll ever forget what Jokic was able to do. Like that 53 points was that a career high. The fact that Jokic has set career highs twice in the playoffs is like people never talk about Jokic not being a playoff player again. It's insane that it this is, is a narrative that somehow just bubbled up That's from lazy. the ether. It's beyond lazy. Beyond lazy, He's man. monster games. It's like the first. It's not since Wilt right now. It's like the first ever. Yeah, dude, like Wilt's one like, of oh, one. Man, not since Jokic. Like every single time. So... That's wild. Yeah. All right, let's take. We have a final break. Oh, uh, I believe we hit it. We already hit all of our breaks. Uh, let me double check. That's double sound double right. check because we do have an enormous. We did. We did. We've got all of our reads. In? We did three reads, buddy. Dude, let's go, man. All righty. Now go. read these super chats. Then I hear we got a lot of them. I'm curious well, to see go. what the people Dude, are the saying. Sickos. I love it. Oh, sorry. Um, 
<laughs> By the way, for those of you who joined late, was there any Malone criticism? Literally the first take of the show. Dev's big takeaway. No, also, I went on like a 10-minute That was the most I've ever <laughs> talked consistently without throwing the rock to anyone else. And it was all about Malone's not wanting to make an adjustment off of what he deemed to be good process and was good process, but yeah. he always sticks with things one game too long. And yep. this is exactly what, in my opinion, is the biggest, I don't even know if I could say the biggest takeaway, but it's certainly right there in, in line of so, Yes, lots of Malone's We're with you. Malone we're with you. Please. Okay, Walter Worthy. Shooters can't hit open shots, and I guess we're only going to play three bench players. How much less does Jess have to do <laughs> to get fewer minutes? Yes, both losses were close on the road, but still down bad. Well, losing sucks. The part I'm most worried about this, you guys, is it's not that I feel like you should play Zeke or play Vladko. Like, maybe those guys will do a better job. The thing is, Denver hasn't built towards that. No. That's what I'm afraid of is I think you could have been in position to have built towards that, but they did not. We'll see if they make an adjustment or not. Jeremy, Brooklyn, Nugs fan. Just learned a lot about you. We have won all year as a team. Laughing at teams that lean too heavily on their stars. Two stars. Two stars. We just lost to a team that is playing exactly like we played all season. Using everyone. Coaching. Man. It is, I mean, I hate to say it, but how many guys have played minutes in this series for them? 13? Yep. They finally Which, found it, though. But they... Yeah, the, it took them a in while. In the first two, everyone was screaming what an absolute coaching disaster that was yeah. for Monty Williams. He's playing 11 players. And like they, They're well, searching. Like, in game two, though, he went to new players. Campaign was, remember, it was all yeah, play. Yeah, but it wasn't but until this now, the game three, that he started to use Ross and, and Yeah, Warren. he only had like a, like a minute. Like It was very, very garbage time for campaign. No, no, no. I'm saying, so they went yeah. with guys in game one, and everyone complained that they needed to play campaign. They play campaign in yeah. game two. Oh, and Jock Landale. Turns out Jock Landale was the right of those guys. Game three, you did, TJ Warren and, and Terrence Ross. So to, and then game four, Landry Shamit getting the minutes that he did. Damian Lee also earlier. So I'm just saying, yeah. it's not like he didn't play. I think Monty made the wrong players early, but he eventually he found it. He eventually, eventually found also, it. Also, I, I can't wait till Chris Paul comes back. <laughs> also, two and zero without Chris Paul is crazy. Role players play better at home. Now Denver's got to do the same as it comes gotta back. Do it. The mile high bubble. If the Nuggets, oh man, if the Nuggets don't blow it up, fire Malone, axe MPJ, guys, come on, and Murray who can or shoot. <laughs> it's two two. It's two two. Malone's had like I think Malone has had where we had five six seven. I think he's had seven good games, yeah. Yeah. one neutral game, and now one game where I think he stuck with something too long. Like, let's it's chill. Like, far be it from me to tell people how to fan, but yeah, knock it true. off. It's so yeah. true. Knock it off. Hey, we, you can vent. Whatever. You can vent. You can vent, and you paid for I it. I just think you're and wrong. You paid for I just it. think you're wrong. <laughs> and we, but you can vent. We did it on this show. We got excited after 2-0. I think with good basketball reasons. Let's remember, it's a, it's a long series. It's a long series. Celio, 2-9-0. Still think Nuggets in six. If we win this series, we win the championship. It's about focus. Maybe add a rotation player. Give us one way Denver can will can slash will win this series, and one reason way Phoenix might. Um, I mean the role player. I honestly think role players is the biggest. We can debate approach from all these starters till the cows come home, and there are a lot of good points scattered in that conversation. I really think the 
the single biggest things that changed from Denver to Phoenix are whose bench guys played yeah. well. I, I think that's the biggest thing. Also, I always talk about how the NBA is in their money ball phase right now where people have kind of perfected the game. They, there was a stat I saw earlier that was like most 40-point games in a playoff run. 2018, LeBron had five, whatever. Devin Booker has six already. Jokic already. has a handful. Murray has a so You're like, scoring is... Yeah, we've gamed the system now to where guys really are... KD didn't miss tonight. Booker didn't miss tonight. Jokic didn't miss tonight. Murray only missed in the first quarter, but then he, our first half, and then he kind of caught fire. It's crazy. You go 48. Can you guys contact Calvin Booth? We'll do it right now. And tell him he needs to make sure Piwa is getting m- some more minutes. Do you guys think that's Calvin Booth's call? Yeah, that's not Calvin Booth's call. <laughs> I also love the idea that it's like our call. <laughs> yeah, you we'll, think that's my call? We'll let him up. We'll let him know. Um, Jack Neiman, Green needs to go. Put Najee or Piwat. I'm sad about MPJ. <laughs> Me too. The Nugs win game five. We win the series. Reggie, Maul, needs someone else with that second unit. Hart. That was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. Also, the second unit, like Aaron Gordon, who I think has had a great playoff. Those guys just got to play better, man. They got to defend better. They got to rebound better. I know Jock is a real five and Gordon isn't, but he's got to step up too. Jerry J. Malone is out of his mind running a seven-man rotation. Eight. Uh, way too much talent left on the bench in series that is begging the Nuggets to show some different looks on both ends. Jeff Green won rebound tonight. Look, I will add it's a little unfair because we spent all season destroying the guy for having such a big rotation because Denver's bench was bad. But I do agree that we're at the point with Jeff. It's worth a look. Gordon Glazner, Glasner, does it matter? Real ones are here, even for all the pain, heartbreaking outrage. We're all feeling it, Nuggets Nation. But get your shit together, because we're winning this damn series. I love it, man. I, I love it. Thank you, Gordon. Yeah, I need it. Gordon is so positive, man. Dude, he's the one. He gets he's it. the best. I'm he better. He gets it, man. Oh, we got more from Dylan Smith. I love this team, and I feel they will bounce back. People already calling for Malone's head is crazy. We will be fine. Back to home court. Every fan base calls for their coach's head after every single loss. Yeah, I mean, dude, including that, the Warriors fans. Every dude, every uh, you gotta wonder: Is Steve Kerr the Warriors? Mark, uh, <laughs> is there a chance Eric Spoelstra is the only good coach in the NBA? We'll talk about it next on the DNBA show. Lucas Sanders, I will choose to focus on the narrative tonight. No one is going to talk about the undermanned Suns anymore. Our championship story is going to be so much better because of this game. Shit, that is that is like 8D chess rose-colored glasses. I, respect, I love that, dude. I love that. Would you trust Watson on KD? Probably not, but... Um, I, I also, mean, honestly, I think Aaron Gordon is doing a good job on KD. I like, KD's too. buckets... Maybe when I rewatch, I'll feel different, but KD's buckets feel like that's Kevin Durant. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, yep. he's doing a good job here, they're making him work for it. Yep. Booker's the one that's like... I don't know. He's not even sweating out there. Hook'em 15. It's hard not to overreact when Booker is practice hot right now. That part is true. Does anyone want to step up Jokic Masterclass and gets embarrassing output? Others do need to step up. No two, two, two ways though. around two, it. 2-2, two. Two, two, baby. Plenty of series. Joshua David Dillard. Schwabby. Uh, <laughs> yes, our defense has to be better. But the rest were the the Suns' sixth man. I've never been more confident in a loss. Those calls won't happen in Denver. I honestly, like, here's the thing. I don't think the officiating... In, in this series has been bad. I mean, unba- unbalanced, I should say. Right. Every game has its own texture. Game two, the refs were not going to call a foul. And it, players were complaining both ways. There was a lot of, like, missed calls. But it was clearly the ref saying, hey, it's a physical night. We're letting you play physical. Tonight, I thought they called it really tight. But they called it tight both ways. They were in foul trouble, too. They had key guys in foul trouble as well. Yeah, so, yeah. to me, I, people always asking me, Adam, can you talk about the officiating? 
I will talk about the officiating very, very, very rarely, and when I feel it's most egregious. In this series, guys, I just don't think... There's bad calls and good calls, but I don't think there are slanted calls. I, I don't think it's been tilted in favor. I do f- genuinely feel bad for Aaron Gordon, who I think has had some tough calls, and he's playing good defense. Yeah. But that's because he has the toughest job, and I, I get Kevin it. Durant's I, got the superstar I, I, whistle, I, I, but he, you know, you'll get the superstar also, whistle, the, too. The, the Nuggets had a huge free throw advantage in game two. This is just part of how it goes when they're in Phoenix. It does suck to watch, though. 29 um, to 23 is also like within the margin of error. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's yeah. like even. Um, warm wearer, CP3 how, has unlocked their offense, in my opinion. Sunstars can play freely without obligation to go through him. Needs some a flawless like 3 and D from our guards. There might be something to this. I mean, you know, Chris Paul, for as great as he is, every play you take the ball out of Booker's hands right now is a loss. So there is <laughs> yeah. something to like if you just let Chris Paul have the ball more. Booker probably has it a little bit less. It's so true. You know, but I will say this is one inter- thing I've talked about earlier. If Chris Paul comes back, it's not going to be till game six. I think that was, he, they kind of yeah. rolled him out game five. Yep. It just throws one more wrinkle into a series. Like teams, I always say teams are usually out of adjustments by game four. I don't think that's true in this one. Denver now has an adjustment, but Denver might have one more adjustment left. You bring Chris Paul back, it kind of resets the clock. Yep. Both teams all of a sudden have enormous ad- uh, adjustments they can make, and it's. It's tough. Yeah, but I would rather uh, Chris Paul have the ball in his hands than <laughs> Devin Booker. Also, he's not an off-ball type of guard. So it, it is giving Devin Booker the ability to actually just score. Also, he's giving Devin Booker uh, the ability to just make one extra pass instead of the two or three right. that it takes when he has the ball to slow it down. So I, I really do want Chris Paul to come back. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. KC Mac, Super Chat, what are your thoughts on the potential narrative about a suspension? We did discuss that earlier in the show. KC, Appreciate this. Yeah, but we spent time on that. We want to acknowledge I mean, the it Super would Chat. Suck. It would absolutely <laughs> suck for that to I agree happen. With that. Um, a whole season to come down to that. I love this Super Chat because this is the best part about the playoffs. Uh, the Suns are my most hated team in the league. Ah, that smug face. Yeah. I actually love in a true way how it just makes fan bases hate each other. Me too. Playoffs always, almost always do. Always, almost always do. Donnie, no backup one. Wing and C is catching up. They've adjusted to our eight-man rotation. Games one and two, they look book KD, ISO, and take tough twos. Replace Jeff and AJ at the backup center is hurting him. them. Uh, DJ can rebound and shot block. Try others. F it. Yeah. Jose Aviles. Also, can AJ try to dunk on KD every time he gets the ball? <laughs> can KD really stop AJ in the post for a whole game? I have to say, KD has done a good job of... Uh, of that part of it, which I thought AG would have a little more success just clearing him out in in those post looks. AG's done a good job of defending those. Um, Jody in NOLA, the Nugs had the best home record and a losing road record. It's not a series until you lose at home. Aaron Rodgers just called and said, R-E-L-A-X, relax. Aaron Rodgers' reference was not expecting. Yeah, me either. (laughs) Me either. And we got more Super Chats coming in. The next one, you're Kel good, panicking. Kel. The next one, Seed Ahmad. Ahmad. The fix, Syed. Syed, thank you. The fix is clearly in. NBA wants Braun versus KD Western Conference. Whatever. Oh, man. Maybe. It's a 2-2 series. It's a 2-2 series. <laughs> you Robert, though, I approve. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm also mad. Man. <laughs> yeah. Robert George, winning a championship isn't supposed to be easy. We got this. Go Nugs. No, it's not, baby. I agree, man. They're underdogs in this series. Everybody always says the hardest thing you've done. Watching it is the hardest thing I've yeah, done. Yeah, right? uh, What about talking about it right afterwards? And then uh, Hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Taking kind of comments is. from the general public. Kind of <laughs> is. <laughs> a little harder than it looks. If we lose to 12 dudes, the corpse of Chris Paul, Krusty KD, and Nuclear Booker, I'm convinced you can't win an NBA through development. 
Tough. <laughs> uh, S. Williams, two. Sun owner flops better than D-Book. Loud Arena, weak trash talk. Uh, 53 wasted. MPJ can't hit a shot. KCP on a milk carton. Jamal dribbles more than S3. Throwing <laughs> your own son under the bus. And by the way, I've seen clips. I've seen clips. S3 does dribble. S3 is a dribbler. He's a dribbler. He's, he's, he's nice with the rock. Uh, that's, 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 unbelievable. that's an unbelievable super chat. Our guy. Oh, God. You guys are the best. Walter Worthy. Adam, remember Matt's stat on Jamal and Jeff? Maybe share that with Coach Malone. Matt's stat. Um, I'm sure he's seen it. Big name K, big namic. The fact that Ishbia is responsible for that situation makes it worse. The owner is responsible for everything in their arena and was the direct cause. I can't talk about it anymore. I'm retiring from the conversation. But I will read since you paid it. Should we start Bruce Brown? Share ball handling. Oh my God, please no. Share ball handling duties for Jamal and give Book a different look. No, this is part of, I mean, Denver, no roster is perfectly constructed, but every roster has a little bit of flaws. But the one for Denver is there's just not a second ball handler. Yeah, you also, if you put him in the starting lineup, there's no backup point guard at all. At all. There's no way they bring the ball. <laughs> Reggie the Jackson, let's go. Yeah. I, also don't I, I would have a heart attack if Reggie Jackson steps on the court. This <laughs> I also season. don't think Brown's done a good job on Booker, to be honest. Durant, yeah. Um, and Booker is unbothered by Denver's defenders. Yeah. There's not a guy that has like done a single yeah. thing to Booker. By the to way, throw him I, I want to circle back because like we're quick to make jokes because he's our guy. But Matt's take about Denver yeah. not having guys to guard Booker, he dead right about that one. He was 100 percent correct, man. And I, I actually, and it's the shock of the century for me personally. I mean, I he got that one absolutely right, right because I thought Denver did. I uh, just need to celebrate that post move when Yoke faked the handoff and split Aiton and KD like they weren't even there. Wow. I do wish, two games in a row, I wish we could be talking about how dope Jokic was. Yeah, I know. Can't always get what you want, can you? Five, 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 five-ish. This will be the most important. Uh, what does that say? BO3? What does that mean? Of Malone's entire Nugget career, let's see how he adjusts and bounce back at home. Don't lose faith. Go Nuggets. Best of three. This will be the most important best of three. I think you're right. I think it's true of everyone on the team right now, man. Everyone on the team. Did CP3 going down increase their pace? Is it me? I think Dev said so earlier. There's something to it. JK Walrus. Silver linings. Nuggets won't shoot 30% from three forever. Careful. Don't tempt fate. Nor can Book shoot 80% three games straight. Right? I also wouldn't tempt him. Uh, nuggets were right there. Let's go hold serve. Really is. like That's the thing about it. Denver had a good win in game one. Two, three, and four, man, could have gone either way for both teams. This one could have easily gone Denver's way. This series, man, the easy wins are gone. Yeah, totally, man. And that's... I was actually almost shocked at how easy games one and two went. So there's a lot to... It's true. Um, this is a good team. Daryl J. Glazer. Living on the East Coast, I love to watch along with the NVR crew. Even when the ending isn't great, you make fandom awesome. Home wins. That's what we love to hear, man. Way to pick us up, man. Yeah, dude, Sometimes we need to pick up. up. Every now and again, we're not perfect. Um, Just kidding. We're perfect. Laking ball. The hater. Unbelievable commitment. All right. Wow. Two great games. My Celtics choked that game so bad. It was right there. No timeout. And Tatum dribbling, taking his sweet time. Why Brown doubling, leaving hard and open? Celtics and six. Man, that was a full recap <laughs> of the entire game. It really show. is it. Got his money's worth. He uh, did get his money's worth. I will say, man, that double was really dumb from Brown. I don't... I. It, how do you give up a three when you're up two? I don't also, understand. Embiid it. looked scared of shooting for five minutes. Yeah, hard in. But I will say, man, as good as that series is, 
both teams spent the entire fourth trying to draw fouls rather than just <laughs> shoot the ball, and it was the worst thing I've ever watched. So you watch this game, and you're like, wow, look at all the shots making. <laughs> and this or that. And you watch and that one. Like, runs through the hard lane, throws into, it, falls. Dude, Tatum had a layup on one where he, he was like a wide-open layup, and at the last second, he reaches his hand out to try to draw a foul, and you're like, dude, it's a layup. Yeah, that's one of the least ethical series I ever played. Walter Worthy. CB's minus 10 is misleading. Two of KD's buckets were good D and playing with a bench that can't score. Run youth, bodies, try to wear down their stars, in my humble opinion. I mean, wings and youth is definitely a part of it. I will say, I do not count on on Brown to make an impact on the shots like those guys. I think they're going to make shots on him. The second part of that is the key, though. Wear him down. At least he's going to make them work. It's also kind of my thing with KCP. If you're not really involved in the offense and you're not stop, stopping him in the half court, like full court press, full court press. Full court press. Saucy Quesarito. First super, boys. Hell yeah. Suns are going to use Jordan rules on Jokic, but that doesn't matter. He has the eye of the tiger. I really don't want to get bounced. But trust me, man. The stakes are high. Stakes are high. I don't want to get bounced either, fellas. <laughs> Mike Wilson, super chat. Super chat. <laughs> I think he actually super chatted super chat on that Hell one. Yeah. I think he actually <laughs> put a go. super Let's chat Can on Can I just that. say one more thing about, uh, what, is Booker going to score on 80% again? Like, probably. Probably. I mean, it's two games in I'm a like, row. That, that is no longer a viable this is strategy. Who he is. <laughs> this is who he is. I will say, I walk, I mean, halfway through the series now, I really do have a lot more respect from Devin Booker. Totally, that guy man. has leveled up, and you tip your hat when guys do. And I think a lot of people have more respect for Nikola Jokic than they had before, um, you know, just seeing what he is also capable of. Here we are, man. 2-2. These games have actually been really fun. Denver yeah. had a nice little 2-0 cushion that's gone. From here on out, the playoffs get tough. They do hold serve or they do come home on Tuesday. I'll say this: buy tickets, use Game Time app. Do not let this become. No, don't do not let the Suns people come out. This is one where if you're on the fence about going to this game, get off the fence. Get off the buy fence. Buy the tickets. Oh, get there. The we ball. need a loud crowd. We need <laughs> a hostile Mr. crowd. Feeney. And do your job, which apparently <laughs> get points. Get get points, man. <laughs> do your job. You're courtside in this game. You gotta piss it off a player physically. Job. You gotta physically piss him off without throwing a punch. Oh. So, Oh my God, that's the the president. Remember, here. they're not entitled to the ball. Yeah, they're not entitled it's to the ball. Not, yeah, if the ball comes to you, that's your ball. You take, don't give it back. You squeeze that. Thing. I had somebody that somebody in my mentions was like, Ishbia was just trying to make sure all the players were okay because there was someone on the ground and. He was just making sure, everybody, guys. Come on, Again, man. Not his also, role. Also, yeah, yeah, also guys, not his job. Ishbia was a D one end of bench player. He knows yeah, exactly he knows what, what he's the doing, f he's man. doing. He knows uh, exactly what he's doing. All right, um, onward, onward. Hey, man, this series is really getting intense, and I am so curious to see what the response is. Yoke put up fifty three points, and there's just something about to me where I go, Yoke, the way he played in this game, he has to know that if they're going to continue this strategy, if that's what they want to do, get sixty Yoke, you can do it. He can do it. He seemed like he is exactly knows how he needs to score on Jock Lando, exactly how to score on DeAndre Ayton. Punish him. Yes, there's tweaks you need to make. I do agree you can get other guys involved, Michael Porter, this or that. But you know what? At the end of the day, if they're going to guard you like that, take it to the rack. And I kind of have a feeling that he knows it. And that, and that makes me encouraged. So time for Denver to make adjustments. I think a big game five from Michael Malone. I'm curious what he cooks, cooks up in this one. But this oh, is the playoffs, man. We're the, fixing to find out, baby. baby. What does our good witch tell us, uh, Ariana? Ride the wave of life. Ride the wave of life. And also, let, let go, go of hell. hell. Let's go, go baby. Hell. We, get, we get a late last second super chat. 
Mark Hansodia. Hansosha? Nuggets do it for us. Nuggets fans living in Phoenix. I can't stand these freaking Suns fans. <laughs> I know, okay, man. man. If tonight triggered a new layer of tribalism in me. Oh, man. That I didn't. I got so mad online tonight. Go beat, <laughs> go beat these dudes, man. Go beat them. Everybody throw us a like on the way out. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm not sure what time. I want to make sure Wynn's here. So we're going to keep an eye out. We'll see what time we're live tomorrow. We'll see you guys then. Let's go. I know. <laughs>